The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. <laughs> Did you hear that? Welcome to this week's Salmon Says. I am Salmon. It's your quarantine to your house and your scrambling uh, to the house to find things instead of toilet paper because all the shelves are empty. Well, you've got the right shelf. Because we're not going to talk about the coronavirus today, even though I just mentioned it. We're not going to talk about it the rest of the show. I want to get your mind off of things. All right. I want you to have some fun, kick back, and enjoy the show. Today, we're going to talk about adventures in retail. Now, if you don't know, I worked retail seven years and got into some uh, interesting situations. Sometimes those were created by myself. Sometimes you just have to make your own fun. And for whatever reason, I never got fired from either place. Well, several different places that I worked in retail. Um, and I don't know if I was necessarily trying to get fired, but uh, they, they put up with me because I was a very good worker. I just got a little goofy and they knew I was a radio guy. So they, I think, had good patience with me. All right. This is Salmon Says Podcast. So my adventures in retail started back in 1998. I was going through college and I needed to pay my own way through. So I got a job at Walmart. Now, uh, my first, I only worked there a week or so. I was working in the garden center. And on my way to work one morning, it was a Saturday morning, probably, I want to say 6.30 in the morning, something like that, 7 o'clock. Driving down the interstate and all of a sudden I go to adjust the radio. I'm listening to the Rick D's radio show. And I look down for just a second, and I'm going probably 78 in my Ford Taurus, my 1987 Ford Taurus. I adjust the radio, I hear this doom, and I look up, and there's a deer head staring at me through the windshield. Yeah, could have used my brown pants at that moment. So, ah, the deer hits the windshield, bounces off the side of the car, goes flying in the median. I'm still going like 78, 80 miles an hour down the road. There goes my bumper, there goes my grill, there goes... My hood's dented. Pieces of my car are flying off. I finally pull over. And I'm like, what just happened? You know? And so I'm about a mile from the nearest exit. So I just decide to run. Because I'm like, I'm not sure if I can even drive this car any farther. I could have, but I didn't. I can't get out of the car. I go to get out of the car, and the door is jammed because the deer hit it. So I had to crawl out the rider's seat. Okay, I get out the rider seat, and I run down the nearest gas station. Luckily, a cop is pulling in, pulling somebody over for speeding or whatever. So I've got my cop there. Call my dad on the calling card. Dad says, I said, Dad, I hit a deer on the interstate. He says, how's the car? I said, I'm fine. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I guess Dad assumed I was fine because I called him. I said, it's uh, pretty well wiped out. He wasn't mad. Came and got me and called the tow truck, and the tow truck called, told the car. Anyway, so... Long story short, I called work and said, I hit a deer going like 80 in the interstate. I'm fine, but I'm not going to make it in today. And they said, okay, okay, that's fine. Just take care of yourself. So that was my first adventure in retail. So in Garden Center, I learned some things. I, uh, you know, used to do some voices and stuff. My buddy and I would pick up the PA system. One of us would page the other one. He worked in electronics. I was in the Garden Center. We'd pick up, go. It would go, come on, we go, bah. And then just hang up. And then later he would go, bah just hang up. And only the two of us knew what in the world was going on. Other adventures in retail, I would take my walkie-talkie. Sometimes I would uh, be covering for the guys that did the carryouts and stuff like that. And I would go to lunch. And so I'd take my walkie-talkie and I would push the button in and hold it up to my radio in my car as I went to drive to the drive through to get my lunch. So the guys who were working could jam out to some tunes. Yeah, on their walkie-talkies, whether they wanted to or not. 
Little did I know that included man. So they're jamming out the tunes. I come back. They're like, hey, we had some music going. I was like, yeah, you're welcome. Management goes, no, let's not do that. Uh, speaking of management, they, uh, they frowned on the time that I got my car and started pushing shopping carts with it. Now, to my own favor, if you will, we were switching out old shopping carts with new ones, the littler ones to the bigger ones. And instead of throwing out my bag, pushing, you know, hundreds of shopping carts around behind the building, me and one other guy, I decided at this time I had my ex, my next car after I hit the deer, had an 87 or 89, I think it was an 89 Buick Century. 87? I don't remember what year it was. Mostly gray paint. You couldn't hurt that thing on the outside. Great running car. It was comfortable. Nothing fancy to look at, but it was a good car. It got me through college. So anyways, I'm pushing carts with that car. And the guy I'm working with agrees with me. Hey, this is a great idea. It wasn't a great idea. Neither one of us were right. So we're pushing probably 100, 200 cars, carts with my car. He's at the front steering. I'm pushing it with my car. The management comes out and goes, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, you're not doing that. And I was like, why? It saves our back. No, we had to do it manually. Another thing we did, these were all in college years, the two years I worked at the first Walmart, uh, as we would page, me and some of the uh, other guys in the in the building, some of them were college age, some of them were high school age, they would work nights and stuff. I always worked nights because I had college during the day. Um, we had a code 5 Now, 5 can be the police. We meant 5 as hot chicks. So if there was a hot chick in a certain department, we would get on the, on the walkie-talkies, page 5 to menswear. Well, then here's like seven dudes that show up to menswear or 5 to the health and beauty section. There's all these dudes showing up to the, you know, health and beauty department to help this one hot chick. She had to know what's going on. Coming back, I helped thwart a shoplifter by hiding in women's underwear. Uh-huh. We'll get to that on the Salmon Says Podcast. Have you ever desired to learn a new language? We here at Salmon Says offer classes in Pig Latin. Udwe, Uye, Aikle, Ute, Ernle, Epe, Atle. Yes, Salmon Says. 250 easy classes. And before you know it, you'll be speaking Pig Latin to all your friends. Uye, Ise, Hise, Usa, Arse, Ise, Hise, Use, Ewa. What? Sorry, that was the length of the first lesson. Call 800-717-6337 or 800-RIP-OFFS. Ute. Welcome back. We're talking adventures in retail. I worked seven years in the retail business. So one time we had a, a known shoplifter coming into the building. Well, the Walmart I was working at had a McDonald's in it. Okay, this is relevant in the story a little bit later. The, our security guy, who was paid to look like a customer and walk around you know, the store, did a great job. This guy was really good. He knew when this guy came in, he saw him on the video cameras. He got every single guy in the building doing something by the front door. We weren't going to let this guy out because he was trying to steal something. We had guys up there pushing carts. We had guys you know, bagging stuff for people, just not something we normally did, just to have all those presents up there by the front door to intimidate this guy. Meanwhile, the floor walker guy and I, uh, as we call him, security guy, him and I are hidden in the ladies' lingerie section, underneath the Nikes or whatever they are, duck down in the rack of clothes. He says, this guy bolts were taken off after him. I'm like, hey, I'm a five-minute miler. He's going to have to run pretty darn fast, get away from me. <laughs> I, was, I'm really, I was really fleet-footed, especially then. So this guy grabs his cart with a tote, comes out of the McDonald's. He was in there eating. 
Starts heading towards the front door because it's not shoplifting until they get out the front door, right? Otherwise, they're just shopping. Gets to the front door, ditches the cart, and runs outside. He had a, a getaway car waiting for him. So he got away with nothing. Turns out the tote had like $3,000, $2,800, something like that, in the, in the cart, in the tote that we prevented from going out the door, all of us dudes. So, hey, yeah, I was hiding in ladies' underwear, but at least I have a good story to tell about it. All right, uh, Walmart's number two. After college, I transferred out to the big state of California, and I worked in the hardware department out there. And so in the hardware department, I had an old guy that worked with me named Llewellyn. Cool guy. We just got along great. He just wanted something to do. He didn't need the money. He just wanted something to do. And so he worked at Walmart. And he always came to me for tasks to do. And I wasn't his boss, but he just liked to keep busy. So he knew I'd come up with things to do. And so we got along great. You know, he's a good guy. And we'd cover each other on lunch. Well, we had a guy that worked across from us in the sporting goods department named Tom. And that's the guy's actual name. And Tom was what you called lazy. So here's Tom. Tom would walk back. And he says, I'm going to lunch. Okay. And so... He did this all the time. It, it ticked me off when he did it to a Llewellyn, because Llewellyn, like, 70-something. and You know, he'd worked hard. He needed his breaks. He did it to me. I was like, whatever. But anyways, Tom did this every single day. So he goes, I'm going to lunch. So he'd walk from the sporting goods department, which is like the middle of the store, all the way to the back, talk to people along the way, go to the bathroom, get a drink of water, then clock out, then walk all the way back to the front of the store, you know, go home or wherever you want for lunch, come back, Walk all the way back to the store, clock back in, then, you know, hit the restroom again, get the water, whatever, talk to people in the back room, then come on. Tom's lunches were like two, two and a half hours. They're supposed to be an hour total. But because he was away from his department for two hours, but he technically only clocked out for an hour. I knew what he did because he did this every day. And so Tom ticked me off one day when he did this to Llewellyn because Llewellyn needed to get his, you know, he wanted to get his lunch. He's an older guy and he, I don't know if he had medicine to take or he just wanted to rest and that's fine. I said so Tom did this one day, and Tom came back, and I'm just ripping into him. And I, I'm not a, an angry person, but he ticked me off because he did this to Llewellyn. I was like, you do this every day, and I'm ripping into him. Management comes back, and management just sees me, and I got, like, the vein popping on my forehead and goes, not, nah, we're not getting involved in this. <laughs> so they just leave. So Tom and I did not get along after that. We, we, we worked together, but we didn't get along so well. Not a whole lot of adventures that Walmart per se. The other one I have is I sent my friend Chris. We were I was off the clock and I went outside on the payphone. This is before everybody had cell phones and stuff. So I'm outside on the payphone. I sent Chris in and I was paging the lady in the clothing department. All right, or I was paging the lady at the service desk. That's what it was. She was a hot gal, a younger gal, but about my age. Anyway, so I was uh, paging as a little boy looking for my dad. So here's how it went down. I sent Chris in just to hear it, to see if she said it. So I call up, and she's like, Walmart service desk. And I said, um, hi, I'm, I'm looking for my dad. Can you help me? Can you page him for me? Sure, what's his name? Um, Mr. Watch. He's there shopping in the store. Uh, Mike is his first name. And she goes, okay, Mike Rodge to the fitting room. Mike Rodge to the fitting room or wherever department she was in, her service desk. Chris comes out just laughing, big smile on his face, walking stiff, you know, not trying not to stand out. She realizes what she says and hangs up after twice saying it. Never did this, this gal figure out that I was the one that called, even though we worked together every single day and I talked to her most of the time. She had no idea it was me. Didn't know I did voices. So that one was pretty funny. Coming back, more fun on the PA system 
at the Walmart. And a little bit later, I get to kick somebody out of the store. Yes, I kick a jerk customer out of the store. This is Ventures in Retail on the Salmon Says Podcast. So transfer back to Nebraska. So I transferred to uh, my third Walmart I worked at in another state uh, after I got out of the California one. Had a great group of people back in the garden center again. We busted our tails for a manager, and she took care of us. She got us breakfast, and she made sure we got our races and stuff like that. So uh, sometimes during the summer, we needed more help in garden center than we normally had throughout the year because it just got busy. So they put sign-up lists in the back room. You know, as you walk in the break room, who wants to sign up to help garden center? There's a lot of cashiers, and just people get kind of tired of doing their department. Say, hey, we'll help out garden center for, you know, the summer season and go back to our own department. So whatever, that's cool. So they'd sign up lists. Well, you know, you should know better than to put up an empty piece of paper with me around. So on the list, I write the names Tom Petty. I like the singer. And James Hetfield. If you don't know who James Hetfield is, he's the lead singer of Metallica. Most people wouldn't know that. My department manager, or my, well, not my department manager, my assistant manager, who was the head of my department manager, he knew who those two people were. So they're doing the callbacks, interviewing the people for, you know, the workout in Garden Center. And it's people already working the store. So the lady who's doing the interviews, I don't remember her name, who it was. I don't even know who it was. Anyways, calls to Jeff, my, you know, my assistant manager, and goes, we have a James Hetfield that works here. And I'm standing right next to Jeff at this point. And he goes, he looks at me and he goes, no, but I think I know who wrote that. So he, he kind of smiled. He knew who James Hetfield was. He knew that I wrote it. Uh, it was kind of funny. And I got away with that. Another time, I would, uh, at the same Walmart, I would fill, help fill the soda machine. They had the Sam's Club, you know, sodas in the back. And this is just the soda machine by the break room, just for the employees. You know, there's like orange and root beer and grape and, you know, cola and lemon lime and that stuff. So I would help fill the machine. But in the orange slot, I would do orange, orange, root beer, orange. Okay. And then like in the root beer slot, I do root beer, root beer, lemon lime, root beer. And then, you know, so on. So I always put one different brand in each of the labels. And this poor lady that worked on maintenance always got the wrong one. She'd push root beer, orange would come out. Next time she'd push grape, root beer would come out. And she knew it was me doing it. And she goes, finally, one day from the break room, she's just yelling, Josh! And I'm just laughing. And so then she volunteered after that to start filling the soda machine. It was hilarity to me because she never got the right soda. You know, <laughs> if you like, or I'd put like, Orange, root beer, root beer, root beer, root beer, orange. You know, so there's only two oranges in the actual orange slot, even though so everybody keeps getting the wrong sodas. It's hilarity to me. Other adventures at that Walmart. One time I got wrote up uh, because I was working a radio job at the same time. And sometimes I would, if I had a live broadcast to do, I would clock out, take a two-hour lunch, and I told my department manager, my assistant apparently didn't know, I would take a two-hour lunch, go to the station, get, you know, everything I needed for the remote, go do the remote for an hour, come back, drop everything off at the radio station, and go back to Walmart and then work an extra hour at the end of my shift to make up my eight hours. I made more during that live radio broadcast than I did all day long at Walmart, so I had to do it. Well, my department, my assistant manager didn't like that at all. She's like, we need you to work those hours that are scheduled. And I understand that, but she didn't realize I was working an extra hour at the end to make up for it. Um, so then she's writing me up. Okay, all right, writing me up. Da, da, da. And I'm showing her how to write me up on the computer. She can't figure out how to do it, and she's my assistant manager. Like, okay, you go into this screen, you click on this. Yep, no, no, right here. Okay, click on that. Okay, now that's, that's, yep, now you write what your complaint is about. I'm showing her how to write me up for my own job. It's pretty crazy. Some more things we did on the, I did on the PA system. I would find talking books like the Teletubbies, um, anything, any kind of Barney book. And I would push the button, hold it up to the PA system, and just page random things. Hi, 
I love you. You know, with Barney and stuff like that. And anybody shopping would be laughing because I'm like, what is that? And I'd do it a couple times and then hang up and then get the heck out of that department because then they'd realize it was me. Now, little did I know, they probably could have checked the cameras and saw me. Another time, uh, same Walmart, my department manager, as I mentioned, mentioned she was a great lady. She was, she was British. And so I would page her like this. I'd pick up the phone and go, you know. Oh, Beverly from the Lord and Garden, please dial 116, Beverly. Please dial Bly 116. And then I'd hang up. And she's back in the break room or wherever she's at in the store. And she calls up and she's just cracking up. She's like, that was bloody hilarious. And everybody in the store is like, who the heck was that? You know, what was that? And Beverly just thought it was hilarious. So I did that a couple different times in that voice. The one time that I did a voice that I shouldn't have and my timing was really bad. I had a cool assistant manager and nothing really came of it. But I just, my timing was not good. And so this was, I don't know, a week after the whole 9-11 terrorist attacks things. And I didn't think. And I get on the PA system. I'm like, Beverly from London, Gordon, please dial 116. Beverly, please dial 116. And I hang up. And right away, I'm just like, second I hung up, my assistant manager calls and goes, funny, but bad timing. And I go, okay. Yeah, you're right. You know, I'm sorry. And as soon as he's hanging up, he goes, thank you, Beverly. And I was like, oh, he did it. He did the voice. Coming back, I'll have some uh, shopping carts. Stories to tell from the same Walmart. This is Adventures in Retail, Salmon Says Podcast. Have you ever desired to learn a new language? We here at Salmon Says offer classes in Pig Latin. Udwe, Uye, Aikle, Ute, Ernle, Epe, Atle. Yes, Salmon Says, 250 easy classes. And before you know it, you'll be speaking Pig Latin to all your friends. Uye, Ise, Hise, Usa, Arse, Ise, Hise, Use, Ewa. What? Sorry, that was only after the first lesson. Call 800-717-6337 or 800-RIP-OFFS. Ute. It's Salmon Says. So later at that store, I decided uh, to help out in... You know, we've got slow in the garden center season, so I decided to help out with the shopping carts and the uh, carryouts and that kind of thing. Wind up being the dude in charge of that department, so I was supervising all these other dudes, okay? I have a pet peeve for people to park in fire lanes. I have a pet people to peeve that people park uh, in the cart doors, behind the cart doors on concrete, which is clearly not a parking lot anywhere. You have to pull between the building and another building, even park there, thinking that their poop don't stink and they park there. So I would uh, proceed to... Motivate them to move. One time we had a guy in the fire lane, and I called him. I said, hey, you need to move your car. I don't know who it was. I just described the car. Hey, we have a white Buick out here. Uh, you're parked in the fire lane. You need to move the car, please. About the fourth time, I'm like, uh, you're parked in the fire lane. That's not a parking place. Please move your car. It didn't come out. So I took four shopping carts, tipped them on end till they're pointing up to the sky, put it at the front of the car. Then I took another four, tipped it on end, pointed to the back of the car. So there's no way they could pull out. And then I sat there, and I watched them as they come out, and I'm watching them struggle to move these shopping carts because they have to tip them back down on the wheels and then roll them out of the way and tip them back down the wheels and roll them out. And they look over. I mean, I'm just kind of smiling at them. Hey, maybe next time you won't park there, moron. Uh, we had one guy that worked at night, and this was great. He got in trouble. But uh, he, was, he was a hard worker, and he had enough to eat. He totally agreed with me. Somebody parked in the fire lane or uh, handicaps. I think it was fire lane. Well, they weren't supposed to park. Anyways, he surrounded the car with carts. He did the same thing I kind of did, but he tipped them on end. So the basket, so the wheels were pointing up to the sky, you know, type thing. He's surrounded, did a circle around the entire car. And they reported to management, and he was the only one on duty that night, so they know it was him. 
I thought it was funny. Uh, another time we had a guy park right behind the car door. And the car door, like I said, it's on concrete. It's kind of, there's no, it's clearly not any, anywhere close to the parking lot. But this yahoo with his big van says, hey, I'm going to park there because I poop rainbows. So he, I don't know if he said that, but he parks there. And I paged him like six times. I paged this guy. Hey, the white van, you need to move. Da, 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 da. You can't get, I couldn't get my carts in. I couldn't get my carts in the door to fill the carts on the inside of the store. I mean, we had this little door we had to bring it in. Push him up so that people had carts inside the store. Well, he's parked, this jerk is parked in front of this door. So finally, after about six times, he's clearly not coming out to move his van. He doesn't care. So I bring in a load of carts and doom, I hit the side of the van with it. And the next load of carts I bring in, six, seven, doom, I hit the side of the van. But I did this about three times, left three big marks on the side of his car, of his van, and then moving in. He never did find out who I was. I never did find out who he was. Nothing came of it. Hopefully he learned his lesson by getting three gray scratch marks and some dents on the side of his car. Hey, should have been parked there, right? Seems mean. One time I helped an old lady do a carryout. She goes, here's a dollar. You get yourself something to eat. You're so skinny. Well, those days have changed. Not the skinny anymore, but she did give me a dollar. I had people try to buy things that were too big for their car. A guy bought a power wheel one time, and it was right around Christmas time, and he wanted to get it home, but all he had was like a Geo Metro. And I said, you're going to have to sit on this box. If you want the box... I can get it in your car, but you're almost going to have to sit on it. So he put his seat, front seat all the way down, as far as it goes. And I got it in the back of the Geo Metro somehow, got the door closed. And this guy almost had to literally sit on the box in the car to drive home. It was something close to that. Other people would buy TVs and like, oh, I want that in the back seat. And it's like, nope, not going to happen. I can tell you right now, I do this all day long. Oh, it'll fit. And I get there, sure enough, it doesn't fit. Because there's three inches of you know styrofoam or two inches of styrofoam on each side of the box. Of the TV. So I had to take it out of the box and then put the TV in. Well, then if they return it, then we have nothing you know, to go on. Coming back, Adventures in Retail here on the Sam and Sis podcast. Oh, Black Friday sales. So Black Friday sales, I've always vouched to never, ever shop on Black Friday. And I think I've held true to that. And the seven years I worked retail, I've been through six Black Fridays. So one time we had people you know, that were pushing and shoving. And I had this guy that didn't like to do much of anything for work. He would walk around talking to the ladies in the store instead of out pushing shopping carts. Meanwhile, I'm out there busting my tail trying to fill up both sides of a super center Walmart on a very busy day. Finally, I come find him. I'm like, where have you been? Oh, I had to do this and this. And I'm like, guess what? You're on fixture duty. Fixture duty is the worst thing in the world. That's when you had to straighten up the shelves, the hooks, and everything. Basically, it's room with all the shelves and hooks just thrown in there. Okay. I mean, everybody just throws the crap in there, shuts the gate. And so he was in there for two days, and it looked great when he got done. Boy, that third day, he was out getting carts. I learned his lesson. Anyway, so I decided to put that same guy on Christmas, or on Black Friday carryouts. I had me and my, my buddy, and we always worked hard. And I was like, you know what? Since I'm in charge and I'm making the schedule, you and I are, are uh, you know, we're doing, we're doing, uh, we're doing carryouts. We're going to put this other guy in carts. So we did carryouts. But, well, there are no carts on you know, Black Friday. I mean, there are, but people are just bringing them in as fast as they use them out. And then this guy's trying to get, like, ping pong tables and stuff from the back of the store, clear to the front, and have to, you know, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, who crowd. And, and meanwhile, my buddy and I are just like, all right, you bring it to the front, and we'll take it out. And he kept sending this guy back to do the grunt work. And I'm like, hey, this is the guy that doesn't normally do anything. Sometimes we would have, uh, my buddy and I would work out a deal where if one of us was working, the other one wasn't. We would wait on a delivery. Now, we didn't do a whole lot of deliveries. That wasn't really our job. But if somebody came in, like, just... I think this college gal came in one time and said, hey, uh, I'm buying this futon. Can you guys deliver it to my dorm? And we're like, okay, is the Pope Catholic? Of course. I wasn't there. So my friend Fred 
It was my buddy. He goes, okay, yep, we'll deliver. So he knew I'd come in at like 2 o'clock. He says, we'll deliver at like 2.30. Okay, she said, that's fine. Here's the dorm. You know, here's my room number. She's at this all-girls dorm at the university. So I come in at 2, and Frank, Fred says, hey, guess what? You and I have a delivery. And I'm like, dude, you're the man. So we deliver this futon to her dorm room, you know, college dorm. Hot chicks walking around everywhere. We're like, hey, you need us to put this together for you? And she's like, no, I got my dad coming to do that. I'm like, Dang it. So we would help each other out with that way. Coming up, more adventures in retail. I change my field of expertise in retail. I get out of the Walmart scene and I get into the Home Depot scene. But, oh, I get to throw a guy out of the store, too. That's coming back on Salmon Says. Welcome back to Salmon Says. Adventures in retail, we're talking today on the Salmon Says Podcast. I appreciate you tuning in. Hopefully you laugh at some of these, maybe relate to some of these. I did, uh, I've did. i always tried to have some fun at work. You know, I get my work done, bust my tail, but uh, you got to have some fun at work or you're, you know, boring. It's just work. And so my job, I always feel, is to entertain people at work. I would do different voices sometimes. One time I had a customer uh, at Walmart that uh, we always had, I made fake name tags for our whole garden center department. Just fake name tags. And I think mine sit Earl on it or something. And... I just decided to wear that one one day, you know, just for fun. So this guy comes back and he, there's a bag of fertilizer there. And I think I've told this before, maybe not. Anyways, there's a, a bag of fertilizer, uh, the Scott's brand. And then there's a whole pallet right next to it, the exact same thing. Okay. But the one bag the guy wants is torn. It got ripped, you know, whatever reason. Somebody cut open the, the pallet and tore it open or it got hit on a screw or who knows. But there's, so it's a torn, so the guy goes, oh, I want that bag and I want a discount. And I'm like, well, sir, I would do that, but there's whole pallet of that fertilizer sitting right there next to you that was my last bag totally mark it down you know i'll give you like 10 bucks off just get it out of here but i says we can send that back for full refund and there's a whole pallet sitting right here of them oh he got all kinds of pissed off he's like i didn't want you know i don't want those I'm like, yeah because they're not damaged you want the damaged one and anyways he went to management and i think the, i don't know i'm trying to remember if they stuck up for me or not on that one one of the classic things i did at walmart one time was uh my brother taught me this years before was turning off the propane as somebody's on the forklift. Propane, propane accessories. Bobby, it's the way of the future. Ah, uh, thank you, Hank. So anyways, uh, so the, we had this girl that worked in the garden department. And she was so proud of herself for getting the, uh, <laughs> for getting her forklift license. And she's, she's going around, she's moving pallets out there and making it look all nice, you know, and, the, and, the, and she, I go over and talk to her. And as I'm talking to her, she's not paying attention. And I, I turn her gas off. Now, a forklift can run on, you know, fumes or whatever, on vapor, a little while before it shuts off. So the, the forklift is running. I shut the gas off completely. It's still running. She drives around a little bit, gets a pallet, and just, it dies. And I'm back to laughing. And she goes, I don't understand. Tries to start it again, you know, puts it in gear. She, she can't get it started. And finally, I go there, and I'm like, oh, your gas is turned off. And she's like, well, that's funny. I thought I turned it on. All right, thanks. And so I turn it on, you know, for her. And as she's looking away, I turn it off again and walk away. And a little bit later, this time it goes a little longer. You know, she's moving some pallets and driving around there and having a good old time, and it dies on her again. <laughs> I did the same thing to one of the managers when I first got that job. My job was working in the warehouse of the shelves and stuff, and I was telling a buddy of mine, hey, watch this, watch this. And so he had a, the guy had a load of shelves picked up, clear up high, and we're clear on the other side of the room. And he gets up there, and, and it dies because I shut the gas off. So that one, I don't think he figured out who was doing it, but I was laughing pretty hard on that one. So later I switched gears. Uh, see what I did there, forklift gears. Oh, Walmart, we used to uh, race forklifts. My friend Fred and I would race behind the store. There was a grocery store right next to us, and so there was you know, a lot of, and there's kind of utility road. So there was one forklift that was fast and one that was slow. We'd race each other 
on there. Uh, sometimes we do pallet jack racing behind the store. Take a pallet jack out, use it like a scooter. You know, scoot, scoot, scoot with one foot, put both feet on there. I was 2-0, by the way. I was undefeated in pallet jack racing. Thank you very much. Should be an Olympic sport. <laughs> so I decided to switch gears after that from Walmart and went to work at Home Depot. I worked at a delivery. Uh, my first job at Home Depot was a delivery job. And I got to, I was actually interviewing for a part-time job in California, and they hired me for full-time. So I pulled orders for delivery, put them on a flat big truck, and we sent them out. Didn't do a whole lot there messing around. We kind of got our job done, and we had some fun. But uh, when I transferred to another Walmart, then we'd mess around a little bit. You know, we'd do some, some pranks and tricks on each other. One time I had, this wasn't really a joke or anything, but I had um, a pressure washer. These girls came in and rented a pressure washer. I don't know if it was the day before or something. And they call and say, hey, we need somebody to come out and, we can't get our pressure washer to work. And I said, okay, I'll go. And I'm not the most mechanical guy in the world. They had me work in tool rental. And I said, I'll go. You know, I'll go figure it out. So I figured out where their address was, and I drove across town, and I went over there. And their pressure washer worked fine. I showed them. I was like, here's how you do it. You turn this, you know, pull this, and it worked fine. And they go, hey, why don't you stick around and, you know, have a beer with us? And I'm like, oh, i got to get back to work. So I think they just wanted some company or something. I don't know. But uh, I just was <laughs> like, no, I... I switched them out pressure washers just to be sure because I brought another one with me. I was like, this one will work for sure. Well, stay and have a beer with us. And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't drink. And I didn't want to stick around. So uh, that one I didn't do. One time at Home Depot, I got to kick a guy out of the store. Yes, we had this guy being a total jerk. I was covering, I was working in tool rental, but I was covering the hardware department for guys on lunch. And so they said, hardware department, please come to the service desk. And the girl working the service desk, I don't remember her name, sweetest gal. You know, she's always a nice gal, never said anything bad about anybody, never did anything bad, just doing her job, and she was a really nice lady, young, younger gal, probably my age, but a couple years younger. And this construction guy, just ripping into her, and he's complaining over $5, okay? The item he wanted to get, I don't even remember what it was. One place it was labeled like 15 bucks, and another place it was labeled 10. And he got up the register, and it checked out for 15. It should have been 15. They never changed the 10 sign back from the sales price. And he showed me, and I said, okay, that's fine. We'll give you the $5 off, and we'll take a couple extra dollars for your trouble, you know. And this guy all the way back is cussing about her, and he's calling me an idiot, you know, and everything like this. He's like, I make $25 an hour. I don't have to put up with this stuff. I need to get back to work. I'm like, you make $25 an hour, and you're complaining about five? I'm like, yes, the signs were made wrong. I'll give you like seven, eight bucks off, you know. And, you know, you get out of here and leave us alone. No, this guy's still cussing, calling her every name in the book. Finally, I looked at the guy in the face. And I was like, you know what? You're not getting a discount. You're not getting anything. Get the hell out of my store. Get out of here. I kicked him out of here. He's like, well, I'm going to Menards because Menards was like right next door. And I said, good. I'm going to call him and tell him what to expect when you come over. About that time, our security guy comes up. I don't know where he was at this time. I think on break or something. He comes up and he goes, what happened? And I explained the thing. He says, dude, you handled that perfectly. He says, I would have physically thrown the guy out of the store. And I was like, well, it was getting to that point. <laughs> I was about ready to. But I verbally threw the guy out of the store. So that was fun. So there's some of my adventures in retail. Oh, there's more. But in order to plead the fifth, you might be a cop listening, and so I will uh, not get into the rest of those. Thank you for tuning in, Adventures in Retail. If you have to work in retail or in fast food, one time in fast food, I uh, answered the drive through as Butthead, and then the uh, took the order, and then the car pulled up, and it was a cop, and I made somebody else take the money. True story. I've been Butthead over the PA system at a Walmart before. So I do a lot of my different voices. So, anyways, have some fun at your job. Get your job done. Work hard. Have a little fun. Because you got to. And don't tell them that I told you to do it. This is Salmon Says, and I'm out.